What is good, Ambush? And welcome, welcome to this week's episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast here with me, the Colton G. And this week on the DTP, I am joined by Nyx. And we're going to be talking to her all about her new single, Fools. Fools drop today, and we're also going to be playing that song for you before we jump into our interview with the wonderfully talented Nyx. Today, we're also going to be discussing her transitions from her earlier musical journeys, which included 10 years of violin studies. She's also a published poet. Having been published at the age of 14 after winning a poetry competition, so how do we transition from poetry and violin into this alternative pop world that Nyx finds herself in? This R&B world that she has found comfort in. What was that like? We're also going to be talking about her first release as an artist that being the nyx ep which she released in 2017 we're going to be talking about how she has grown as an artist between then and now with these new singles like fools taste like sugar and we're also going to be talking about another track playing with fire which has also been featured on a couple of mtv shows so we're gonna ask Nyx what that has been like for her. Probably pretty exciting. We're also going to be talking to Nyx about mental health today, something that is very important to her heart. We're also going to be talking about how she had the opportunity to work with some proven industry professionals, some of which have worked with some of her biggest idols. So what has that meant to Nyx herself? All of this and much more on today's episode of the DTP. We're about to get into it very soon. But first off, I just want to tell you one of the best ways that you can go ahead and support the show. And that is DesertTigerMerch.com. Because when you head there, you can get yourself the latest and greatest in Desert Tiger Podcast merch. Rep the show everywhere you go. And well, that's the beauty of it. We have two new items. They are moving quick. They're almost sold out. Head to DesertTigerMerch.com right now and cop some of them for yourself. And with that being said, it's time to jump into Nyx's brand new single. This is Fools. It's like a sickness that I can't get rid of. Try to recover all the pieces you left behind It's like a jolt to think that you could have loved And had me feeling like the punchline You were dragging me round like a circus But now got my feet on the ground Let me break it down for you and your lies And the games you would try They don't work no more It's over Tired of putting fight the fool. Got me tired of fear only you. 
thinking your sweet nothings can make me come back I'm moving on cause there's no way I could stay like this Won't fall to your level or play with the past Oh baby, don't be ridiculous No Cause I'm tired of putting my the today very excited to connect and talk all about your new single fools oh <laughs> thank you <laughs> me too <laughs> so like i said we're here to talk about the single fools but of course i want to know about the progression that led us to this moment your musical journey so from a little bit of research i can see that you've been that you studied violin for quite some time, that you've been singing for a while as well, doing some work in some jazz ensembles. So where exactly does your background in music begin? Well, I have to thank the great Canadian public school system. We, I was fortunate enough to go to schools that had incredible um, music programs and music teachers that really inspired me to get into music and then yeah it kind of went from there so in elementary school I was in choirs I was in choirs outside of school as well but um, it was my music teacher the kid in school that sort of fostered that relationship and then that's how I started into the violin and then carried that over up until I was about 20 and even my high school music teacher um, I credit him a lot with you know helping me down this music path, music journey, and finding my own sound, finding my voice, and who I am as an artist. 
Mm. So definitely just a couple of mentors that you were lucky enough to happen to stumble upon just by chance through public school. Yes, exactly. Okay, okay. So at what point do you begin crafting your poetry, your writing? That also started in school. Well, no, I was always a writer. I mean, I was a very voracious reader as a kid, as my mom likes to tell me. <laughs> and I guess writing just was another sort of innate hobby talent that I love to do. And when I was 14, I entered a poetry competition and ended up winning. I didn't even think anything of it. I didn't expect to win at all, but I won and it was published in a little magazine. And I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty awesome. And then I just kind of, yeah, fused the two together and I thought, well, I like writing and I love singing. So why don't I sort of write my own music? And it kind of started from there. And that's how I got into songwriting. Okay. So having played violin and singing in jazz ensembles, like you definitely have a jazz sound to your music, but it's also got like a lot more of a pop style to it. So at that point, at 14, what sort of genre of music were you writing? Was it all over the place while you were still trying to find your voice, or did you have a clear-cut direction from the beginning? Oh, it was all over the place, definitely. Um, my music taste is all over the place, still is, was then, is now. I like everything, but I guess when it comes to my own personal stuff, um, now I only sort of have two paths, which I like to say either, I guess, you know, pop, like top 40 pop, or more of um, a jazz funk kind of kind of uh, direction, but then it was kind of anything that I I didn't really I didn't want to you know put myself into one sort of box with my writing. I didn't even think of it like that. It was just what am I feeling? What do I like? What do I want to write about? Um, what melodies or you know ideas are coming to me? And that's what I wrote about then. I didn't have. I guess, too, because it was new and, it, you know, it was just sort of for fun. I didn't think of it as, well, I have to, like a formula or it has to be a certain way to market it a certain way or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's still a lot to learn during that process. So at what point do you make the conscious decision that you want to release singles as a solo artist and... How do you go about creating the persona of Nyx in order to start doing this? <laughs> that was, um, I was in university and as I was studying, <laughs> um, which I didn't study music, but I, that was one direction I wanted to go in and I didn't. I blame my parents for that. <laughs> no, <I'm> <laughs> my parents are huge supporters, <laughs> but I did take a more academic approach when it came to university. But it was then that I realized I don't really want this to be my day job, what I'm doing. Like I do really want to pursue music. And my best friend in school, she would call me Nick's like that was my, my nickname. I've always hated the name Nikki. <laughs> Anyone who knows <laughs> me, um, like, don't call me that. So Nick sort of became my my nickname. So that's how the name even came to be. And I wanted something fun. I wanted something short. I wanted something sweet and light because that's how I identify myself as an artist and um, something catchy. <laughs> Yeah, and it was then that I decided to sort of go solo and really pursue something professionally. Okay, so when you make that decision to start pursuing music, what is the first steps like? How do you go into creating the 2017 Nick's EP? 
Oh, gosh. Well, it's a lot of networking. <laughs> it's a lot of really finding who you want to work with. There are so many talented producers, you know, in the world of the, in Toronto with where I am. There's so many. And um, it's really about finding the right person that you want to work with, that you want to connect with. And I was lucky enough to find a couple producers that I loved personally and professionally. And so I got to work with them um, after, you know, I probably was a while, though, that I you know, sort of test the waters, listen to their stuff, hear about their story. I don't really ever jump into anything so quickly. Um, I really like to play things out, see how things could go before I put, because whatever I do, I put so much energy uh, and passion into. So I want to make sure I do things right, authentic things that are authentic to me. So I really always want to make sure that I'm working with the, with the right people, so it was it was a big process, but and it and it took a while, but I finally got there and did it. Well, you definitely want to make sure that you are making choices that you're okay with in the future as well, because this is the persona that you're trying to move forward with with this career that you wish to pursue. Yes. Okay, so per, moving on from the next EP, you take a little bit of time to release a few singles, sort of changing it up, going from the EP to the more of a single approach. So what was the growth process like for you as an artist in those two years? It was huge. It was a big jump. Um, I went from here in Toronto to Nashville. And originally I was going to do another EP down in Nashville and did a bunch of songs down there, which is where you get, you know, my past singles, Taste Like Sugar, Playing With Fire, and now Fools. But I decided that I wanted to release some on a single, on a single basis, (laughs) if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. um, instead of um, as an EP. And it was so far so good, (laughs) so far so good. You know, of course, because of COVID, I was just speaking to another gentleman the other day and he's like, how did you know you wanted to release this? And I wasn't, I really wanted to release this a lot sooner, but you know, COVID sort of happened and everything kind of got shut down and I wasn't really sure, um, you know, if you could even put this music out, you know, what sort of, you know, if I could even get press for it or anything because, you know, who, who knew what was happening. So I did want an earlier release date, but it's fine. It's coming out now, August 21st and I'm excited for it. So Yeah. Okay, so you happen to mention that the whole COVID situation, of course, how else has it seemed to impact your life? Um, it's actually been okay. I kind of like it. You know, I was always that person where I thought the world is moving too fast, like people need to chill, everybody's always on their phones, now, 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 everything's so instant. And I thought it was kind of nice in the beginning because, you know, people had to take time to just chill out and, you know, not everything has to be so fast and you don't have to be doing a million things at once. Um, I always have this notion that, you know, you always have to work, 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 always get ahead, get ahead, get ahead. But it's like, what am I trying to get ahead of? Like, you just need to chill. (laughs) Um, Not everything is a race. And I feel like the world kind of slowed down for a bit, which it obviously did, but in a nice way. And I think people started to realize, you know, the more important things in life, you know, we get to spend more time now with our family maybe not our friends so much, but, you know, if you're living with your family or a lot of people move back in with their family during this time, and it's just been nice to sort of get back to the basics and 
take a moment to realize, you know, what is more important. And for me, I've loved it because I am, you know, quote unquote, quarantining with my family and we are all alive. <laughs> we we're doing really well. And while I do miss, you know, obviously going out, going into the studio or seeing friends, it's, it's been okay. I mean, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it hasn't been a year yet. So I know it feels like forever, but it hasn't been years. It's only been a few months and things are really starting to open open up at least here in Canada or here in um, Toronto. So that's good. And yeah, things are, I'm just doing really well. <laughs> Seen it all before, ashes on the floor, wanna just know, don't wanna get hurt anymore, thought that I had learned. The point of no return I know I could get burned Cause now you hold my fate with yours Let me say what's on my mind Before it gets too close So listen baby If I let you break down my walls tonight I shatter the guard that I hold so tight Are you just gonna break?
Desert Tiger Podcast. So, what has it been like to work beside uh, some esteemed producers and songwriters, some who have worked with artists that you yourself have been inspired by, like a producer like Roy Hamilton, who has worked with Britney Spears and Beyonce, and writers like Matt Tofilo, who's worked with Madonna, Miley Cyrus, and even Ethan Hulse. All of those gentlemen you named, I love them all so much. They're so great. Roy Hamilton is such a dear friend, and I've known him now for about nine years, and he is just a genius. He is so kind. He really gets your vision. He knows he can really understand someone as an artist, or at least that's how I felt. Maybe that's why we worked so well together. You know, we really connected from the get-go, and yeah, for him to have to have worked with some of my idols growing up and obviously still today, like I still idolize Beyonce, of course, mm-hmm. you know, it was incredible to be like, wow, you worked with her and you worked with me. Like, that's really cool. But I mean, it's even just beyond that. Like you can see why he's had a career for so long because he's just, he's amazing at what he does. He knows what he knows. He knows. He just knows what to do. He knows how to connect with you. Matt is also like, again, only high praise, such just such an amazing, you know, person. And I think that's the thing is when I work with these, these people or when I look, look to work with anyone, it's not really just about their resume. Like that's great that they've worked with all these people, of course, but it's about who they are as a person and how I connect with them. And that's why, that's why I am so proud to work with them and to know them. And that's why I've known them for years. And Ethan, yeah, Ethan, he's one of the more recent um, writers that I've worked with. I've only known him now for about two years. But again, from the moment I, I met him, it was like, wow, instant connection. So friendly. So he's he knows, again, what you want. As songwriters, it's good to have that connection when you're writing. And that was like instant for us. Okay, awesome. So was there anyone in particular that helped you bring this latest track, Fools, to life? You mean in terms of like an inspiration? <laughs> in terms of like songwriting or? Yeah, so I co-wrote this one with um, Ethan, with Ethan Hulse, and Nick Schwartz was the producer on it, who also produced my previous singles, um, Playing With Fire and Taste Like Sugar, and that was down in Nashville, and yeah, we're just like, we were just on fire. Like, I still remember the session. It was, it was incredible, and they definitely helped bring out the best in me and it was just an awesome experience okay awesome so i want to dive into a little of these latest singles because it seems they all sort of seem to deal with relationships in different ways taste like sugar being maybe the beginning of a relationship playing with fire maybe the burning out and fools maybe <laughs> learning from those things so let's jump into each of these songs and what they mean to you it's funny you mentioned that because i guess you can look at it that way they're actually all sort of because <laughs> when i was writing them they're all the beginnings of three different types of relationships so oh. it's funny that you kind of looked at it as the beginning middle and end i like that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no for me they were all sort of you know, as a 20-something-year-old, um, like most 20-something-year-olds, you know, you go out, you meet different people, you date around, you see what you like, what you don't like. And so each of those, ex- each of these singles are different experiences with different people that I've gone out with <laughs> um, and different experiences that I've had. 
And Fools is obviously one of the more unfortunate experiences, you know, with the whole online dating culture and being ghosted or, you know, not only just online, but, you know, literally saying, let's go meet up, or I guess stood up is the right word, and then not even showing up. So, uh, yeah, not great, but that's how Fools came to be. That's what that, that's what sort of inspired that that single or the single and I think a lot of people can unfortunately relate to it and I do like writing songs that are relatable because those are the types of songs and that type of music that I obviously like to listen to if if I can relate to it it's definitely on my on my playlist (laughs) yes I feel like most people can definitely uh relate to frustrations with the current dating culture yes (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you mentioned that Fools was pushed back a little bit because of the COVID situation. So what does the rest of 2020 look like for Nyx? What are your rest of your plans? That's a great question. Still trying to figure that out on my end. Obviously, to tour or to do some shows is, you know, something that I would have automatically want to do just because of this release. But you know, because of COVID, nobody really knows what's happening with that. So I'm really just trying to stay active on socials. Do some. I am going to be doing a few um, virtual performances, so maybe not, you know, in person, but second best, I guess, <laughs> virtual shows. And I'm relaunching my website, so I'll have merch out, which I'm really excited for. Nice. And writing new music, always writing new music. Okay, nice. So it's just working towards the future, being a good songwriter, for sure. Yes, and trying to maybe push ahead into 2021. 2021, hopefully that year will be better for everybody. Uh, We can only hope for sure. (laughs) So what has it been like to have one of your tracks featured on not just one MTV show, but two? Yeah, that was really cool. Um, (laughs) It was a surprise. I mean, I grew up with MTV. I think maybe most people grew up with MTV. I don't know. And so for it to be on, you know, a network that you're like, wow, like, I watch shows like this, or I even watch this show. I mean, most of them are fairly new, so it's not like I watched them when I was, you know, in my teens. But um, no, it's exciting. I mean, it has such a, you know, large audience, which is great. You always want more people to hear your music and to discover who you are. And that was obviously a great platform for people to discover me, um, you know, and hear me and hear that song and then go to my other songs and hear those. So yeah, I mean, incredible, incredible. That's all I can say about it. (laughs) All right. Fantastic. So before I ask my last question of our conversation here next, where can the listeners of the desert tiger podcast find out more about you? (laughs) Well, they can go to my website, nixmusic.ca. They can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. My handle is at It's Nix, y'all. Um, or Facebook, It's Nix Music. Um, and yeah, you can join my mailing list on my website and stay up to date that way. And then check me out on YouTube for my lyric videos. And yeah. Fantastic. Awesome. And they definitely should do that. So... I noticed while doing my research that you actually donated some money to the Canadian Mental Health Association. I did. Last year, of course. So I want to know, how exactly has the Canadian Mental Health Association, what is its importance to you? And 
if you're willing to, what are some of your own experiences with mental health and how have you yourself uh, battled through them to come out on the positive? Yeah, well, I'm a huge supporter of mental health, um, ending the stigma, getting available resources. You know, unfortunately, there are resources, but a lot of them are very expensive or a lot of them you have to wait so long. And when you're in a mental health crisis, you don't have time to wait months. You can't be on a wait list. So while we do here in Toronto have, um, and CAMH is the hospital that I donated to, and it's one of the leading mental health hospitals in North America, unfortunately, and while it is free, which is, you know, amazing, there are wait lists and there are wait times for, for, for many people, which, like I said, when you're in a mental health crisis, it's not, that's not, you can't wait. You need to be seen. You need to see somebody. I've personally dealt with my own struggles. Um, with mental health, with depression and anxiety. And of course that's, you know, music has been my outlet for that, which is my single six feet under sort of looks into that (laughs) part of my life. But um, I think it's important to give back to causes that you're passionate about, no matter what it is. I strongly encourage everybody to do that. Um, It does not have to be mental health if that's not what you want to support. But for me, it's very personal to me and to a lot of my friends. So that's why it's, you know, an area that I support and I'm so happy to support it. And I'm definitely going to be making more donations in the future. All right. Well, fantastic. I'm glad that you are continuing to try to be the change that you wish to see within the world. Yes. <laughs> and, I, and I encourage everybody to take that step. And so do I. Thank you so very much, Nix, for joining us here today to tell us not only about your new single, Fools, but your journey as an artist. Well, thank you. I'm so appreciative of the opportunity, and I'm so great. I can so great. That doesn't make any sense. I'm so happy I can speak um, to your audience as well. That's just how excited Nix was to speak with you. The Ambush, all about her new single, Fools, which we played for you today. We also played another single from her, Playing With Fire. And you can find both of these tracks. Yes, that's right. Both of these tracks on your favorite music streaming service, as well as the rest of Nyx's catalog when you're there. Hit that follow button so when she drops more music, you can have it in your hands, in your ears, as soon as it's out. Notifications on your phone. Yes. And with that being said, it's time to give one last roaring DTP thank you to Nyx for joining us here today to tell us all about her journey, all about fools. And I have to go ahead and thank Cassandra and the Strut team for going ahead and setting the whole thing up. And last, last but not least, it is you, the wonderful Ambush, the dedicated Ambush for tuning in once again to this episode of the DTP. If you're new, if this is your first time listening, go ahead and hit subscribe on your favorite podcast listening service so that you can join the Ambush. It's that easy. You can also help us grow by giving us a review. Five stars on Apple Podcasts or Stitchers would be fantastic. Or if you enjoyed this episode, you can also share it. Take a screenshot 
and go ahead and tag its Knicks, y'all. Go ahead and tag me, the Colton G, as well as the Desert Tiger Podcast so we can show you some love back. And well, yes, next week on the show, we're actually going to be doing a double episode. That's right, two releases. We're not only going to be joined by Bear, lead singer of Need to Breathe, we're also going to be joined by Christy Palace, Canadian singer, songwriter, alternative pop artist. So I hope that you can't wait for both of those journeys here on the Desert Tiger podcast next week. And until then, I want you guys to go put your paws in the sand, go find your desert oasis, go find your mountaintop, whatever it is that makes your heart sing. And when you're there, do it to the best of your ability. Let your voice roar out because it's beautiful. Just like you and until next week bye bye